Welcome back. Ah, episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Episode. Yeah. What episode is this? Eight or nine. Seven. Eight or nine. Seven, eight or nine. We're coming back. We took the week off. We hope you guys had a good we week. We did. We missed you guys, though. We figured uh, you'd seen enough, heard enough of us. <laughs> we wanted to take a break. Yeah, we were just at a point where um, I think I was very down. Mm. And how did you feel? We were sad. We were pretty sad. Yeah. And we didn't want to just, you know, we just didn't have much to talk about. Didn't want to bring that, like, energy towards you guys. Mm-hmm. So we just took a week off. And it felt good. It felt like it was longer than a week. Yeah, it did. To me, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, but we're here now. Here now, baby. And I'm Dan. And it's super rainy. I'm Jan. <laughs> yeah, it's rainy. The rainy season has arrived. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're, I'm living for it. I like it. It's super cozy. Yeah, I'm Our garage right. might be leaking, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, garage leaks. It's getting cold, dude. I'm excited for the rain and the cold. I'm an ice bath. I took my first ice bath of the colder months last night um it was probably it was like what 52 out last night something like that and so the water was probably around 52 51 and i was fucking cold i went to the gym lately last night as well you were in it yeah and i was not i was on my cozy fall vibe i'm trying to do this thing where uh don't just talk about it be about it like the day before i said i was like i Someone had asked us to go to a Halloween party, and my reasons for not wanting to go, was, and I told you, I was like, I want to get the studio space cleaned up, and I want to go to the gym and, like, start teaching myself how to actually work out, and I, we had a long day, and then I ended up, I was like, dude, you have to go do both those things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I did, so it was good. That's really good. But we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back at it. Let's get into it. another episode. I don't even remember first segment. Colors. Colors. Colors, baby. Colors is, uh, we pick a color and describe uh, why we feel like that color with Mm -hmm. words. Yeah. What color do you feel? I'm feeling um, gray. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Why? I think it's mostly the weather is just putting me in this, like, um, Wanting to be on the couch with mm-hmm. a nice warm soup, <laughs> watching a really good movie mm-hmm. with all of the babies. With all the dogs. Janessa, not to cut you off, but Janessa usually uh, was not one for animals on the couch, which I agree with because we've gone through a few couches. But uh, lately, dude, all the animals are on the couch every night with us. I've, I've just found a hack for it, you know? Mm-hmm. At nighttime, they they mm-hmm. know what time they're allowed to be on the couch when we're, when they're not. Mm-hmm. So, at night after we've showered, we're getting comfortable. We've had dinner, Shut it and down. it's time for us to like watch our programs, mm-hmm. our programs, <laughs> or like just be lazy mm-hmm. on the couch. And it's like it's their time. I lay out the blankets for them, mm-hmm. um, so that the couch doesn't get destroyed. Stinky fuckers, dude. Um, and then they come on the couch with us, and we just have family night every night. Um. And then they sleep on the couch for the rest of the night yeah. <laughs> on their blankets, cool. but yeah. it's cute. Uh, we're one less family member, yeah. one less member in the family. We had to rehome. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have to, but we made the choice to yeah. rehome our youngest cat, uh, Dude, Lemon. Such a thug. Well, you know what was cool? I was sad about it at first, and I voiced that, um, and I think we both did yeah. to each other, and it was sad, but it was pretty cool. It was like we fostered a kitten. We did. Which is pretty cool, yeah. and we gave him away to friends of friends who are just Amazing like us humans. are going to be obsessed with him and love him so it was like sad at mm-hmm. first but dude the way that the animals the reason why we did it is we've 
almost gotten animals many times before and we've had the conversation of like we have a perfect balance right mm-hmm. now we have mm-hmm. two cats two dogs two humans and it's uh uh three men three female you know yeah. it's just a perfect little balance in the house mm-hmm. and uh we went out and we fucked with it and honestly it's crazy what one little four-legged kitten can do to the overall balance of a household like it was like we have we live in a smaller home you know what i mean and, and that's not a complaint that's just it is what it is it's, a, it's like 750 square feet 720 square feet cute little house and one little cat can just turn everything upside down like the animals started acting out in different ways the kitten was just always going energetic lemon uh he was just always going and so we just got to the choice the the, the thing where we were like dude it's just too much. It was too much. It was too much on us, too much on the animals. And um, so we, we gave them away and it was, it's been beautiful. Mm-hmm. All the animals are bouncing back. Suede, our oldest cat, is like getting back into her routine. She's super routine based. Um, the dogs seem happier. And then the biggest surprise was Jack. Our other cat is like, I didn't realize how different he was being when the other, when Lemon was here. But since he's been gone, he's super cuddly mm-hmm. and like, all he's cool with being in the house. He's like, Jack goes through these emo phases where he'll go up on top of the fridge for like two weeks and just not be in contact with anyone. But he's just been all around the whole time. So it's been cool. Yeah. yeah. When Lemon was here, he was kind of reclusive. Like he wanted to be outside, not be in the house. Mm. He would come in and play with us and like say what's up. But it's nowhere near like what he was. And we didn't realize that it affected him that much until yeah. Lemon was gone. And he was just more involved in the family. I don't know. It's crazy to talk about animals like this, yeah. but it's like but it's for true. real. It's, it's cool because we watch them yeah. and we like, we respect their routines. It's mm-hmm. not like just about you and i it's no. like dude they're they're they living, all have yeah. their like the things that they love mm-hmm. the things that they like to do where they like to sit <laughs> how they like who they like around them and yeah. stuff or like it's a really cool dynamic to like observe yeah. um when it's like humans and animals living under the same roof mm-hmm. but jack has just been so cool man he's, yeah, he's just been like it out with super us. back into it we're like because before lemon left lemon like was center of attention crazy, like all, chaos. always yeah um super super love bug and then you were like who's gonna be the little rascal because all of them are pretty grown now everyone's like not a baby anymore um and to our surprise jack is the rascal he's been been, like sprinting around the house yeah he's feeling loosey-goosey yeah Yeah. it's been cool jack's my fucking boy i love that cat he's a gangster he's uh he's a cool cat but um we're back dude it's been a week did you say your color oh my color um dude I don't really know, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes me just want to say something like translucent. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm just fucking, I'm clear. Uh, yeah, I'm clear right now. Uh, I've been ups and downs uh, over the last couple of weeks. The rain, we've been, Janessa and I both put a focus on routine coming into these gray months and I like got us all fired up. Um, I was like, like, there's 75 days left in the year. Let's, let's give it some hell. And then like, I went hard for a couple of days and, uh, and then I just chilled the fuck out, you know, while Janessa was like hesitant to be like 
commit to being like, okay, 75 days, let's, let's make sure our intentions are really clear. Let's work out. Let's eat well. You were hesitant. Which is I was all fired up. Because when yeah. you say it out loud like that, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about just me as a person, and I've talked, we talked about this really recently in a, a couple, like a few episodes mm. where it's like, I'm super planner and I like to be routine based and like super, um, structure oriented Mm -hmm. and then when you come to me with like a 70 day 75 day proposal of Mm -hmm. like committing ourselves for 75 days i'm like whoa 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 Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. too much you know like i can't put that much pressure on myself or else i'm just gonna like but you know what's interesting what um i want because i always am like all right let's turn it on yeah three months you know what i mean whereas you seem to always kind of be hesitant to be like yeah okay fine next 75 days Mm -hmm. but you always tend to do better than i do (laughs) so i wonder if like you're i commit very rigidly like in my mind Mm -hmm. and if i don't it's failure and if i don't it's this and if i don't it's that and you don't necessarily verbally commit to it out loud yeah but then you tend to do better Mm -hmm. so i wonder if it's softer that way for you yeah and then you tend to you tend to i think that is very very true Mm -hmm. but yeah so i'm trans i'm translucent um (laughs) I've just been like, you know, I want to do more things. Yeah. I I think I want so many things, <laughs> but then my actions don't actually follow that. But even when you have a lot of things, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, me? Yeah. Like, like I'm doing too much. If you're doing like like several things. Yeah. If I'm fishing a lot. Right. I'm painting a lot. I'm doing stuff for the podcast a lot. Uh, playing a lot of video games, I get overwhelmed very easily. Right. But that sweet spot is so hard to find for me because mm-hmm. I'm always like, I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. or I'm doing too much. You know, right. uh, I've just been, there's been a lot, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, you know, about trying to adjust perspective mm-hmm. is always a big thing for me. Perspe- my perspective is typically negative. I like look at things through a negative lens. Uh, first glance is always negative for mm-hmm. me. I always want to poke a hole in something mm-hmm. within myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Others, I love you. You know what I mean? You're doing great. But when I look at myself, I'm like, meh, you could do better, you mm-hmm. know? But Which is fine. But it, it, like moving the goalposts constantly and never being able to achieve like uh, a small goal yeah. I have in mind because then I always move the goalposts. is tough. But yeah, I've just been... I've been thinking a lot, re- reflecting a lot, um, which used to be like my favorite thing to do, dude. I used to love to sit there and like lay myself out in my head a little bit mm-hmm. and just write about it mm. and be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? And that's how I typically learn about how my last two months just went mm-hmm. or my last month and a half or how I'm feeling. I'll get, I'll say like a sentence in my head that feels somewhat poetic mm-hmm. or like kind of inspiring Mm -hmm. and then i'll just like try to write a blurb in my phone which i haven't done in forever i did one the other day and it was interesting and i was like yeah that's kind of how i felt and in the writing when i put it out in words you know what i mean um it shows like how i've been feeling that i couldn't put words to in the moments you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like a it's a cool little little reflection thing i like to do but yeah so i'm translucent dude i'm clear i don't really have a color right now i'm just trying to find some um some balance you know and just vibe out i'm fucking i got some things <laughs> in my head that piss me off but um yeah we're doing all right what's the next segment enough about me dude 
Oh, I wanted to ask you two questions. Oh, uh, I wish I wasn't recording on my phone because I have questions in my phone too. Really? Do you know what they are at the top of your no. head? No? Not even a little bit? It's okay. Come on. Okay. Let me hear your <clears throat> question. Um, what does it mean to be a woman to you? Holy shit. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I, I just like being a woman, what are... What are things, uh, let me, because this is a long question, I feel like, and we can have a lot of answers. What are you prideful about being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is one thing that you don't love about being a woman, if there is one? And, yeah. And wh- uh, Okay, what am I prideful about yeah. being a woman? Yeah. I think the most, I think, well, for me, Mm-hmm. Is the fact that I could bear children and mm. repro- reproduce for the world? Mm. Um, I think that's something to be like very proud of. You know, I was listening to this podcast this morning, and this woman was just sharing her birth story and her journey and stuff. And I feel like a lot of our friends are pregnant right now, mm. and to just see them like embody that that joy and and like strength. Mm-hmm. almost is kind of really inspiring mm. and it makes me proud to be a woman you know to see like other women just giving birth mm-hmm. <laughs> or just like reproducing that's cool, dude. it's super cool and so that's been something that i've always been interested in like since i was a little girl on tlc there would be like these shows about people giving birth or like i didn't know i was pregnant or like 16 and pregnant those things mm-hmm. but um teen moms yeah, but no, that shit is really cool. And then what was the second, like, what I don't so like about being a woman? Prideful about the fact that women, you, being a woman right. and being able to reproduce. Yeah. Pretty dope. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I wish I could give birth once. And just like, oh, just being a part of that. Like, I just imagine, how, like, back, back in the days, you know, when, mm. like, women were just surrounded by other women to, like, raise a child and... And to give it the life that it deserves, you know, Mm -hmm. and like the community comes together to make sure that everyone is fed for this child that came from this woman in Mm -hmm. her womb, you know? It's wild. It's super cool. It's crazy that... It's super cool. It's crazy that like without women, society wouldn't exist. People wouldn't exist. The human race wouldn't exist. Yeah. I I mean, it definitely does take two. No, of course. But like to like carry the child for nine months and like to endure the pain and like... Just not even pain, but like what happens to your psyche when you're pregnant, you Mm -hmm. know, and like you're going through all these hormonal changes or how it feels when you go out into society and people are perceiving you and asking you questions. And like it's definitely like I imagine it to be a separate way of living when you're pregnant, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're not used to having this very big belly in front of you, you Mm -hmm. know. So it's like when I... I try to, like, if my friends are pregnant, I try to focus on them as well. Like, I feel like a lot of people forget about the woman mm-hmm. and go, like, straight to the how's child. The yeah, how's yeah. the baby? How's the baby feeling? How's, da, da, da. how's the mom bouncing But, like, back, I can yeah. only imagine. It's like, fucking ask me how I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. do I need help? Like, ask me if I need help. Please, please, please. Because sometimes people, like, don't mm-hmm. feel like they could speak up mm-hmm. about that stuff. Um or like when they do have a child, I was catching up with my friend the other day and I almost asked like, how is her baby before I asked how she was? And I was like, wow, fuck, like, don't do that. In my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, don't do that. Like maybe 
talk to her first about it mm-hmm. and then see how her baby's doing. And if, she, if, cause usually sometimes when like you're talking to a parent and you ask them about themselves, they end up talking about their kid anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for making me feel welcome to like ask about your child. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I didn't understand um, until I had friends start to give birth and like my sister, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. It's just some, I feel goofy, like thinking about it now, but like, I never, uh, thought about how much of an effect like post birth, mm-hmm. yeah, like, even what that. that is for a woman is right. like insane. I mm-hmm. never thought about it until I had friends um, go through it. Mm-hmm. Some struggle with it. Some do. Some feel okay post birth, you know, and stuff like that. It's quite crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know what's super dope to me is I said this the other night too is breastfeeding. Too. Mm-hmm. I think breastfeeding is so far. I mean, yeah. listen, I know that. Some people choose not to do it, whatever. Some I'm people just, can't do it. Exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. but, I, but I'm just, people, breastfeeding is super fucking cool to yeah. me. I was like, I saw, we were watching something the other night, mm-hmm. and I was like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you don't see it often, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? One, and like two, like I feel like I've seen animals feed from their mothers right, more, more than, than I've ever seen wow, humans feed from their mothers. Um, and so it's like, it's something that feels so, uh, foreign? so foreign, but that is so natural, mm-hmm. but for some reason doesn't, when you see it with your eyes or as far as how I feel when, when I see it with my eyes, I'm like, Oh wow, I haven't yeah. seen that in a while. You know what I mean? Cause we're like conditioned to sexualize a woman's boob. You yeah. Know? Yeah. When and it's like, not even for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's not its purpose. Yeah. Its purpose is to feed the baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. Another thing is like, you don't even have to like give birth. I just grabbed my tip. I saw Sorry. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't even have to give birth or bear a child to like breastfeed, you mm-hmm. know? Like they used to have like back in the day, I'm milkmaids. sorry, like milkmaids. Yeah. yeah like, they would lactate because they were just tending and caring for children. Mm-hmm. And like your body is just the hormones that I don't know the science behind it, but like the yeah. hormones that your body generates when you're like around these children that you're caring for. The, the yeah, nurturer. Like you could start to train your body to mm-hmm. like feed the kids that you're caring for. You That's know, it's incredible. Yeah. But, um, what I don't like being a woman about being is a there woman, anything that I guess I think don't, for sure yeah, when I was ahead. young it's crazy when I was young mm-hmm. I hated being a girl like I wanted to be a boy so bad like I would try to pee standing up and mm-hmm. stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> Hell and, yeah. um, I just hated that I had to like I was like a little kid I didn't want a wife I didn't want to like deal with like this body part that I it was pretty foreign to me you mm. know like I just wanted to stand pee and like walk out the door and be cool yeah, i don't know i I'm felt out. like boys were cool back you then. just whip it out and pee <laughs> yeah. and keep it moving but as an adult um the thing that i don't like being about well mm-hmm. about being a woman mm, not not really anything cool yeah. uh, there's uh, there's nothing i really don't like and if i don't like something about it it's because of men i was gonna say <laughs> i was waiting for your answer because yeah. i wasn't and then i was gonna try to reiterate and be like a women specifically not how society or mm-hmm. men in particular make you feel as a woman but yeah. being a woman so let me rephrase the question and flip-flop that the hardest thing you find as of you're 28 mm-hmm. years old what's been the hardest thing um being, being a woman, woman. yeah and this is this is free range for uh, um, because part of being a woman, uh, and I don't want to speak for no, women, but part of being a woman is having to endure men in this yeah. world, right? I so, think being like undermined mm-hmm. could be like the hardest part for me, mm-hmm. um, or like 
I feel and I feel guilty because other women kind of like experience it differently mm-hmm. where they have to like go above and beyond in order to just exist in the same spaces as men, you mm-hmm. know? Um but no, like even my experience in the military, it's like, I think I was about two years in and I went home where I went, I was talking to a family member and they were like, so how is it? Like, how is, and I was like, what, how is what? And they're like, how is being a woman in the military? Like you guys must go through a lot or something like that. Mm. Um, and in my experience, I know like everyone, every branch is different. Every base, every command, like everything is so, is so situational. But I was like, I don't know. It's pretty easy. Like, in my i don't know if this has to do with like how i look or how i act or how i talk to people or like my relationships with others but it's been very like um not dismissive but like oh like oh the men will do it you know like oh like if say we're carrying like 12 boxes of paper like 10 stories high Mm. um oh no you guys don't have to do it like the guys will have to take care of it you know it's Mm -hmm. like and then in that just comes like i don't know like i don't want to say privilege Mm. but like you 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 can not like kind of manipulate your way through to um have access to the things that you want for yourself you know because men's idea of women in the military is kind of um I don't like I want to keep saying dismissive like mm-hmm. they're they're kind of like less than you know mm-hmm. so if you are aware of that as a woman you kind of can use that to your advantage a little mm-hmm. bit I don't know it kind of sounds evil now that I'm saying it out no, loud No no I, I it's working with yeah. kind of what's out what, in front with of what you people are already giving you yeah. like so why would I not take advantage of that I want to ask you a question Okay go ahead Um men see you carrying a bunch of boxes right Mm -hmm. and this is an honest question oh my god well men see you carrying a bunch of boxes yeah um i think i don't know i wish i i wish i did more research no no no, go ahead but i would say typically the average man is stronger physically than a woman is that safe to say sorry internet um (laughs) eat my ass uh but so my question is this right and also like so, let me speak from my perspective, right? Uh-huh. If there, I've worked in restaurants, okay, um, and I've worked with like when I was like twenty three. There's like these eighteen, nineteen year old girls. They're small, they're frail, and I'm not being an asshole. They're just eighteen and nineteen year old kids, mm-hmm. and trying to carry in three boxes of like massive cans of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, like let me grab two of those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't see. I'm just trying to share some perspective. Yeah, go Maybe ahead. I don't see a woman struggling to carry in three heavy boxes of things mm-hmm. i just see a small 18 19 year old person yeah. who is struggling to carry it in yeah. and then some scenarios i do see a woman struggling with something and because of the way that i was raised yeah. from yeah, my right. father i am supposed to help women mm-hmm. that i'm supposed if if physically um if like they're struggling with something or mm-hmm. a task or if something is and i, I see both sides of the coin right, so me let me too. let me let me come back so around to this to say these things yeah. out loud uh, no but and that's how you that's how we form our own opinions and i think it's good but so uh, i i guess i'm saying i can see both sides of the coin because i can also see the other side of the coin where like uh, and, and i don't want to speak ever speak for women but i i think maybe where i got what i th- think is that Maybe women get upset when something like that happens mm-hmm. 
because who are the men to say that that isn't a task that a woman can do? Right. And they take that very personally mm-hmm. when really it might be coming from a place of like, this is how yeah. the young man was raised, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? No, so I can see both sides of it. Because sometimes yeah. I'm like, um, if I, so this is a good example mm-hmm. for you to bring up because sometimes I'll like at work, I'll be actually carrying a paper through like a doorway and I'm like holding the door open with my foot, trying to get through the door at the same time. And like, it, I'm just fucking hot mm-hmm. and I just want to fucking put it down somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, when I walk into the room, it's like a bunch of dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why isn't anybody fucking getting the door for me? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never verbalize like, Oh, can you help me? Like, can mm-hmm. you open the door for me? And then sometimes um when men do offer that help i'm like fucking don't ask me if mm-hmm. i want help i mm-hmm. don't know it's really weird it's like a paradox is that a paradox i don't know i'm not sure irony i don't know mm. i'm not sure but so i have another question okay go oh this is fun um in that scenario where yeah. you are holding a box mm-hmm. you're upset you walk in and you see a group of men yeah are you in your mind saying this is a group of men why did they not help me a woman open the door or this is a group of uh, my fellow colleague employees who s- didn't see a fellow employee opening the door. What hap- What occurs to you first? Do so, you think? Okay, I, the first thing is, okay, honestly, mm-hmm. the first Shoot thing that happens when I open the door is like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like they could see me like okay. struggling. Yeah, beyond that. <laughs> yeah. So if you're getting upset that these people, yeah. sex irrelevant, unt- does it become sex relevant like in your mind? Like, do you are you're like wow like at least six fucking dudes not most, helping me? I think me. most of the time when it's like relevant to like that, mm-hmm. it's um, I I like I want them to know that I could do it by myself. Mm-hmm. But you're also upset. When I'm upset. Sometimes, like I'm I'm just specifically trying to when say I'm when upset. when you're upset. Yeah, hundred percent. And it doesn't, there is no right or wrong answer. This is just I don't like know. A, I really yeah. don't know. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, you know. Um, okay, great. So prideful about yeah. being able to reproduce. reproduce. Yeah. One thing that's hard was um, specifically to your experience. Um, they're going to be mansplaining to you, your experience. I'm just going to break it down. And so you are... Uh, <laughs> So what I'm hearing you say <laughs> is that no, that's good. That, no, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because like I said the other day, remember I told you I was like I hate when guys do this thing. Yeah. Where they like? Yes. I'll tell you guys. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're just fucking in a group of people, right? And the person talking is like listing off colors, and he's like, um, "We could do yellow, pink, purple." And then you you kind of like it like uh, interject to contribute to the group project, and you're like, "Oh, purple," um, or did I say no, violet? Mm-hmm. You know, fuck, I fucked it up. But uh. they're listening. <laughs> They're so, listening. So, so dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, we could color it in yellow, blue, purple, or like a light purple. Maybe Violet? A, no, like a purple, that light shit purple. fucking sends me, mm-hmm. sends me, mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit sends me. You I don't agree. Yeah, but I don't remember. We were walking into the store and I was like, I don't know if I feel that way. Dude. Because. I think it's like my ego gets so mm. bruised. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you think I'm an idiot yeah. because I just said, like, purple in a different word, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that's exactly it. Probably yeah. it's purple to them is purple, and that could be any shade of purple. Right, you know right. what I mean? Not but I'm everybody like, now knows I'm like, like fuck the, it. I'm not going to speak up again. Like purple. I'm not going to contribute to this group. Fuck mm-hmm. this. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. You think I'm an idiot? I'm mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what she's saying is. Hold <laughs> no. um, on. Let's hit these points real quick. Okay. Prideful of being able to carry children and to be a mother. Right. Okay. Two. Yeah. Um, something that's hard is sometimes you, you say being a woman between the sexes, you feel slightly dismissed in your experience in the Navy specifically. Mm-hmm. I think in life. In life. Yeah. In life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You typically feel, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm just thinking, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think about how yeah. I look at women on a daily. So what would you say is your greatest advantage about being a man? Like which which advantage do you feel like you take part in the most and that you're very grateful for? In being a man? Yeah. I don't know if I one am ever on my in my day to day life very conscious of benefits to being a man and benefits of being a white man. Mm-hmm. I'm not overly conscious in my day-to-day about that which perhaps i should be um or perhaps i could be let's say the Mm -hmm. word could instead of should um typically until things happen in society um that happen to other groups of people or other sexes that is where i begin to reflect and really feel it the most because it's like damn 99 percent of the time that's not going to happen to me um i would say one of the most grateful times I've ever been, two of the most grateful times I've ever been um, for, and I don't know if this is just because I'm a man or because, or if because I'm white or if anything, but I would say that when I got sober, it was incredibly easy to get the resources, mm-hmm. which is harder for other people. I would say that resources, mm-hmm. just resources my whole life have been, if I wanted to do anything right now, I could go do it as far as resources go. Like if I needed to go find a specific doctor and, um, you know what I mean? And insurance or, or whatever things along that nature, like I could go do that. If I needed mental health help, I can go do that. When I got sober, I needed to go do that. If there was, uh, I wanted to stop and go to school I feel like all of these things that have to do with resources, 100% are, they do feel more available to me. And I say that based off of while in mental health facilities, there's not many um, people of color. I would, uh, I would also say that the percentage of people while I was in there were predominantly male. And then in sobriety, same thing you know well male and female everywhere but Mm -hmm. i would say as far as um like ethnicities go or or race goes like being in sober houses and being really deep into the sober community is predominantly white dudes Mm -hmm. so that tells me in my opinion that the resources are more readily available to those people because those are the people that i'm seeing in front of me everywhere Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I, I would just say resources, mm-hmm. resources in general, mm-hmm. um, would be would be my opinion. Yeah, 
In your head, what do you think it feels like to be a woman? Tough. Really? Yeah. Tough. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I never look at a woman and think, oh, that must be easy. Right. Okay. Nope. I don't look at many people and think, yeah. oh, that must be easy. Right. You know, I, I'm not, I, 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 <laughs> I like to, uh, I find myself being prideful of the young man I am, mm-hmm. um, for my answers to that question mm-hmm. and That's the good. answers of question of anybody, mm-hmm. all humans, all the time. My mom taught me from day one, dude, mm-hmm. humans are humans and the rest is just detail. Like it's, mm-hmm. this doesn't matter, you know? So I don't look at a woman and think, Oh, that must be really easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even like, People like rip on girls, right? Who create OnlyFans or like show their boobs a lot mm-hmm. to like say they have a, a, a business and they use their looks to bring in traffic to mm-hmm. then push to that business. Typically, people want to say, well, like, oh, well, what does she, what else does she bring to the table beyond mm-hmm. that? And I feel like that's a. <laughs> I feel like, well, one, men constantly are sexualizing women and their and their boobs, mm-hmm. you know, right? Um, and it can't be comfortable all the time, mm-hmm. you know? It can't be comfortable for a woman to have that. And so then to turn that into a tool to, like, bring traffic towards something that you want to do, I think is brilliant, yeah. you know? Um but I don't look at a woman and think it's easy. Mm-hmm. Never, never, ever, ever. I've always, I've always thought that um, women are superheroes. You guys can recreate, you know. And to that point, I, I have a question for you. If all of the men got, if we did two, if we did two projects, mm-hmm. right? We did two projects. We split the world up and we put all the men on one side and all the females on the other side. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? would have a better chance at being able to find a way to repopulate the mm. women That's or the men because i think that like i know it takes two right like, i know like i know, you I, said. know. Mm. I know but on okay i think both can do it hear me out hear me Shoot, out i yeah. think both can do it but i think on the men's side of the world there's gonna be a lot of like death and uh why i don't know (laughs) do you relate that to ego to hierarchy to the constant need okay but i think that's a human trait so i would also say i think it's gonna take a lot longer to get to that goal but there will be more peace involved whereas with men i think men kind of do things um by any means possible well, not that women don't. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't know. I'm kind of confused. That's a tough now. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but what? it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I definitely do think that men will resort to violence in order to get to where mm-hmm. the earth needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? And women are like, I don't know, take take, take more time, time and it. effort yeah. to get to that goal. Yeah. You think so, like... Off rip, men would be less uh, less hesitant to get violent to achieve the goal. Okay, so I yeah, think that like it. men will be <laughs> men will will be like um, this is super fucking twisted. But, no, go um, for it. We're talking about something that will probably never happen. It's a hypothetical. Yeah, um, I think men will look at people with like disabilities 
um people's mental health where they are on like um iqs and shit like that Mm -hmm. and if they deem you like less than then you are kind of like expelled from repopulating (laughs) the earth (laughs) and and then women will kind of be like okay if you are in in that um group of people uh i forgot what the word is Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you are in that group of people we're gonna just like keep you around because we could use you for something else. Like you can contribute to the society in mm-hmm. a way and we'll, we could figure out that way. Yeah. And it, I don't know. So what were you going to say? Well, I'm fucked. Dude. No, well, this, episode, <laughs> this episode has me in a blender. But it's okay. It's think. good. No, it's fine. But so I, I just wonder, right. So you're saying that men will be cutthroat quickly about yeah. anything. Yeah. And that women won't. But I think we're talking, this is why I wanted to ask, because I wanted to see, I think this shows our perspectives a little bit as males Mm -hmm. and females, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because I see women being cutthroat, but in a very different way. I think think men, like you said, will be very straightforward Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. shoot it and Mm -hmm. be like, this is how it is, get the fuck out of here. And then that can resort to violence faster. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like women would be more passive aggressive about it and be like oh yeah well like no like yeah exactly come over here and like you know and then like over time that friction builds so it happens in different ways yeah you know (laughs) so i just thought it was interesting of uh, the perspectives there but um yeah i always thought like that i for some odd reason that women would have a better um chance of figuring a better chance just based off of the fact that women carry and have the ability to feed the child mm-hmm. from their body makes me lean towards women. I didn't even intend for us to go this deep into the, the <laughs> complex of male and female. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just basing it off of that. Um, but I think we're due for a break. Yeah, but no, yeah, being a, a woman is great. Yeah. I love being Talk a about woman. It. I like... I wouldn't trade it for the world, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just so grateful to be a woman. If you could be a man for a day, would you? Yeah, of course. But I think I that's love dress is greener. Question. Like I love to experience like other mm-hmm. like dude. Mm-hmm. But you know what's what never mind, we're just going too deep into hypotheticals. What? Because it wouldn't you wouldn't know what it would feel like to be a man for a day. No. The only thing that you would know, you could jerk off. You yeah. could feel what it feels like to have sex as a man. Yeah. Um, pee standing up. Yep. But you wouldn't feel like the 28 or 9 years I felt, uh, and I wouldn't vice versa, of like what I've been told to be a man is and the pressure that goes into the decision making on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you know? So I would say like give it 10 years, (laughs) you know? Give it 10 years (laughs) and see where it's at. I'd love to be a woman for the day. Yeah. Uh, but I also like I wouldn't feel yeah. that side of it too. It's great, but congrats yeah. on being a woman. You're doing a really Thanks. good job. Thanks and for I being love a, you very much. A really nice man. Yeah, I try what it, you know. I just try really hard. Um, Break. We'll be back. Thank you to our sponsors. Humping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Humping. We'll be back. We're back from the break. Boom, son. Yeah, I'm, I'm I- gonna make a lot of outside audio noise. I'm sorry, I gotta fix my mic. I was telling Dan, but I stopped myself. But sometimes I worry that I'm not making sense. Mm. So I cut myself short on completing my thought Mm. because my thought has already passed in my head. Like it goes by so fast. Like my entire thought just flies by. And then Mm. I'm like, when I'm saying it out loud, I'm trying to catch up to my brain. Mm. And then I lose it because I'm trying to catch up to my brain, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes like I feel like, 
when I'm talking out loud, I don't make sense to the person that's listening to me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to stop talking. Mm -hmm. And that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You've gotten better at that over the the years that we've been together, though. Right. Because you, like, really invite me to keep going. You're like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's okay. Take your time. Like, Mm -hmm. look for it, you know? And then I'll sit there and just be quiet for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And then I'll find it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's intimidating when we are, like, if we're, like, in a tiff or Mm -hmm. in some type of difficult kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. Now that you are comfortable taking mm-hmm. that time with me and you go stone <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're just staring at me mm-hmm. thinking and yeah. like really taking your time with it. And I'm freaking the fuck out. And like, <laughs> I'm like, mm. you know what I mean? Because yeah. like you're not even really looking at me. Yeah. Your eyes are in my direction mm-hmm. while you're thinking about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've definitely, um, I feel like, especially, uh, was this a good little segue? Because we, we do have some segments to mm-hmm. do, but I have another question I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. which is a good segue. Mm-hmm. Um and if you don't mind me saying, my, yeah. from my opinion of of when you used to stop and, and kind of do that, yeah, it would be when you were emotional. Yes, you wouldn't let yourself think Past or let your yeah, yeah or or like give your time to f- give yourself the time to feel the emotion and yeah. then come back to the thoughts. Or if you felt that it was leading to an emotional reaction mm-hmm. from yourself, mm-hmm. you wouldn't go near it. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, yo, just. Yeah bring it you know let's get into it yeah i think i i viewed crying because i cry a lot like Mm -hmm. not a lot but i cry sometimes just because i'm talking Mm -hmm. um because (laughs) i'm like very i'm just feeling like emotions like it doesn't Mm -hmm. even have to be sadness it could be like happiness that i'm like saying stuff out loud like Mm -hmm. i could cry right now i can cry right now talking about it like Mm -hmm. how i have dealt with crying and um I used to when 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 we first started dating mm-hmm. and we would get it real deep into like what we feel about things like we were like super early on in learning about ourselves and each other and just mm-hmm. like very into it mm-hmm. and when I would cry or like start to like well up with tears I would just be like nope mm-hmm. and you and it would kind of like shut down the whole conversation and it wasn't fair to you and I think that's what made me realize that I have to keep going with my train of thought and what I want to communicate to you Mm -hmm. because when I stopped myself from communicating it left you like empty like what the fuck like where do I go from here kind of Mm. like what do I what am I supposed to do with this information how could Mm. I um help my partner and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so now it's interesting when I'm for instance, at work and something happens with a coworker and I have to talk to my boss and I get very emotional because I'm like either angry, hurt, whatever, emotional. <laughs> and I talk to my boss and I'm crying. Usually, I used to like not even allow myself to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I have started to give credit to other humans, like other, other people, mm-hmm. um, because I also... Well, I also used to be like, uh, they won't understand mm-hmm. why I'm crying mm-hmm. or they won't understand the weight of my emotions. Mm-hmm. They'll be confused as to why I'm welling up with tears right now because it's not that deep to them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but now I have a lot like given credit to humans to be like, no, they do understand. There's empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, exactly. Like, how, who am I to say that this person is not going to understand my mm-hmm. emotions? Like, are they not emotionally intelligent? Like, why am I bringing or casting doubt on them mm-hmm. and taking that away from myself? Mm-hmm. Because 
at the end of the day, I'm just cheating myself at out of feeling those emotions, you know, and just mm-hmm. like walking away from them and just kind of like turning the other cheek, you know, yeah. towards those things. And then I'm not even allowed to like really feel. Yeah. And then where's your <clears throat> authenticity and self? Like right. if you're discrediting, if you're, uh, and uh, by the way, all of that calculation, yeah. like in that moment, it's very overwhelming yeah. to do, but like, <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, if I get upset, this person is going to think I'm this or mm-hmm they're not able to comprehend why or this or that. And we, you and I have had this conversation a lot because you felt in your past that you're used to doing that. You're used to hiding the parts of you that may bring discomfort to other right. people. Right. And then you lose that side of authentic self and then you're empty at the end of right. the day because you've just... And that's crazy because mm-hmm. one time... <laughs> Mm. But I went to a, an interview at In and Out. My friend Brianna, she like got the hook up for In and Out. And if you were like um, eighteen, like late teens, you wanted to work at In and Out because mm. it was like Damn, super I'm good hungry, pay, bro. <laughs> super good pay, like good work environment, like clean. Good food. It was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was popping um, off. So I went to the interview and like they were asking good like interview questions, and I was young and naive. Like I only had one job at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, uh, can you like describe who your biggest hero is? And I was like, shit. And then I was like, okay, my mom. Mm-hmm. And I started talking about my mom and I started crying. And, oh, like, no. and they just looked at each other and they're like, okay, we're going to wrap up the interview. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, they think that I'm like this emotional person. I'm probably going to like, you know, cry in the back mm-hmm. <laughs> of the in and out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I never got a call back. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that just added to the layers of like mm. not being able to feel my emotions mm-hmm. this is a good segue okay and this was unplanned by yeah. the way but so i've had two questions that i've been falling asleep keep trying to be like hey ask yeah. Janessa this when we record um because this is something that i've been thinking about mm-hmm. and trying to work on is what is your relationship to your emotions mm, i think um it is like progressed I, when i was when i was young i would say probably up until like middle school mm-hmm. I was very in tune with my emotions as a as a child and like was very self-aware mm-hmm. and then from middle school to like late teens early 20s I kind of just like casted my emotions to the side but mm-hmm. now today I I feel like I give a lot more time for em- my emotions mm-hmm. The only time I see myself like um, starts crying. No, yeah. <laughs> the only time I feel like me and my relationship, we, we me and my emotions are not in a good relationship, mm-hmm. is when I have anxiety, mm. um, because I get so pissed that I'm having these emotions or I'm getting so like anxious that I'm feeling these this mm-hmm. way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think my relationship with my emotions has very uh, – whoa, I feel like oh, – I think, sorry. Mm. I feel like I was at, like, a, um, a school right now, mm-hmm. and like, I was talking to, like, the other students and, like, saying my essay out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. <laughs> would you say <laughs> – No, would you say – let's. I'll give you – Okay, yeah, give me a prompt. Or are they – 
are you friendly yeah. with your emotions? Are you friends? Is it a mutual mm. relationship? Does oh, okay. one of one side of you uh, master your emotions, or do your emotions master you? Are you living based off of emotional reaction, or are you a person being mindful and choosing to feel this emotion, or or are you a person uh, seeing the emotion and choosing not to? Like, you mm, know, things yeah. like that. I mean. I think it like um, it's like an ebb and flow kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. where sometimes, sometimes uh, when my emotions are very intense, mm-hmm. they can kind of one up me, mm-hmm. and they are in control, you know, mm-hmm. and like I don't see a way out of that emotion. Like if it's anger, or if it's just rage, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really hard for me to grab control and like slow myself down and and um change where my train of thought is going Mm -hmm. but if it's like a small amount of sadness or like small doses of the emotion Mm -hmm. um it's easier to just be like uh give it time Mm -hmm. feel the feelings and then let's move on to something else you know let it go yeah yeah yeah, which is mindfulness right, right. there. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it, it's very it, easy to be mindful when my emotions aren't intense. But mm-hmm. when they're intense, it's really hard for me to hear the voice in my head. And so now let's talk about, right, when you're, you said when you have bad anxiety, yeah. it's even little doses of emotion seem larger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yep. how I feel as well. Yeah. Like it's like... When there's too much going on, when we're looking at too many houses that we can't buy right now, when we're trying to figure out the logistics of this, when we're eating out or, or we're not making like financially responsible decisions or I want to create, but I'm not and this and that and that, <clears throat> I get super anxious and I get super worked up and then like knocking something over and like on a normal day, if I'm taking care right. of things, it's just like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? But on a day like that, because the, the anxiety door is creaked open... I go, I go to more intense anger, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> I ask you that. Okay. Because I think lately I've been, I don't know why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or like what sparked it, but I've been really paying attention to my relationship with emotions mm-hmm. and I've been trying to, I am very emotional. Mm-hmm. I would say <clears throat> for 29 years my emotions have run my life mm-hmm. which i no longer find that to be healthy mm. <laughs> after 29 years why because dude emotions are fleeting words are fleeting ideas are fleeting they come in their intention so you is see to come emotions to the go. same as a word yeah for, for yeah i i would say like in my mind no, not as a word, not as a word. But I'm saying, uh, just as an example, right? Uh, uh, so let me back up. I get attached to words and ideas and thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Those three things are all fleeting. They're infinitely moving. They're coming in, they're leaving. While we're sleeping, our brain is creating situations. It's associating things with other things while it's resting, like it's dreaming, you know? And so it's constantly moving, it's constantly going. And I'm so quickly to to grab that emotion, that those words, that those thoughts or those feelings, right? And so I associate emotions, words, thoughts, and feelings together. 
Um, because if I say fuck you and I'm angry at you, I'm saying the words fuck you, it might cause an emotional, you know what I mean, out of you. Uh, and yeah. So <clears throat> emotions are fleeting. Let me get back to this, right? Mm-hmm. Emotions are like, imagine, you know, like a lazy river. Yeah. Imagine a small lazy river around you and you're sitting in the middle of it. And all of your emotions you've ever felt fill that lazy river. Mm-hmm. And that lazy river is a circle. You can sit there and stare at the same point over and over and over. And every emotion you've ever felt is going to come and mm-hmm. it's going to go. And it's going to come mm-hmm. and it's going to go and it's going to come and it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't do a great job at when I see that emotion, I don't do a great job of understanding that it needs to be let go okay. for it to come back Wow! because it's fleeting and that it's meant to be moving. And I feel the same way with words and thoughts and feelings and ideas. I associate those all together moving around in this form of lazy river where I'm sitting there kind of in a med- this is what I do when I'm trying to be mindful is I'm sitting uh, during a meditation and I close my eyes and I imagine myself on a riverbank and I watch all of them go and typically if I see an emotion go out in front of me I'm so reactive to that emotion that like I'm grabbing every emotion that I see running through and then I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. you know I don't do a good job of seeing the emotion and letting it go and seeing the emotion and letting it go. And I, so my relationship is, is one of a, of a, of a master, like my emotions master me, you know, I make a lot of choices based off of emotions, how I'm feeling, you know, mm-hmm. so, and some, I believe that in, in some ways that's okay. You're allowed to make emotional choices when you feel love and when you feel, mm-hmm. or if you feel anger, I think sometimes you can, you can make those choices, but not 100% of the time, a hundred percent of the time, I think gets a little unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like remember we discussed moving to Maine mm-hmm. and we came up with this plan and then I had someone visit and we talked about LA so much. And then my my emotions, my happy, my joy, they get so high and get so high and get so high and get so high. I attach to them. Got I won't it. let yeah. them go. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I want to kind of flip the, f- the plan and be like, no, let's, let's put a pin in this. Portland. Yeah. yeah, that's me not releasing that emotion for fear of it not returning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is a lack of mindfulness. So it's like... <clears throat> My emotions master me for sure. And what I've been, when I'm meditating, which I've been doing here and there lately, it helps because then in everyday stuff or situations where I get angry, I'm like, hey, Dan, you're making a choice to be angry right now. You're making a choice to, emotions arise and we have a choice to either grab it and squeeze it and hold it. And then we start acting out of that emotion or emotions can come and that we can see them become aware of them and allow them to move. I reach and I grab them and I fucking hold them. You know what I mean? And so when I get angry or if I get sad or if I'm getting so high off of being happy, I have to remember to open my hands up and let those emotions get back in the river because they'll come back, Mm -hmm. you know? great i've been thinking about that a lot (laughs) yeah i've been thinking about that a lot and i've been meaning to ask you about it because 
you, I feel like, do a really good job of if you are very emotional about something, mm -hmm. you let it out like you just explained. Mm -hmm. You give yourself the time to let it out. Mm -hmm feel it and that's how you honor emotions that's how you honor feelings is mm. you feel them and you release them that is the only way to truly feel mm. is to to let them go and so then you step back and you see things very uh logistically mm -hmm. and yeah, you can make yeah. a choice from there yeah. where I, i grab them i hold them i make all my choices i let them go and i feel like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's just cool thanks i like that yeah. Yeah, of course. I enjoyed We're... your perception of that. Thank you. I don't know if I was making sense. No, but... you did. <laughs> no, dude, are we making sense? Uh, That's the question. Yeah. Fuck, man. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> so uh, we're going to do a walk in the park -see. Walk in the park Walk in the park -sees when our friend Brandon Park... I, I always is full government no yeah. full government oh <laughs> uh, we have like a writing note with him with questions thoughts ideas mm -hmm. and we just pick one for each episode and talk about it dissect it whatever we think about it and mm -hmm. this kind of gives us like a little prompt to end our pod on mm -hmm. um just switch it up from what we were talking about for yeah. the whole episode yeah and we like to express our gratitude to yes. him every time because he doesn't have to think about at all shit and send us this but he does because he's a, he's a good human um what's it saying? the most recent one which we're not going to do right now is what the fuck is going on in the world <laughs> um uh we're not going to do that we're going to do for halloween episode okay the best costume you've ever had or best costume you have personally seen mm. i got my two answers if you want me to go, go ahead best two answers the best costume i have ever been was uh i call it safari dan i just was a safari <laughs> tour guide yeah um and i crushed it and then i was that for like two years after that <laughs> just i just think like the time in my life it was like so much carefreeness and mm -hmm. so much fun and then that costume it got a lot of got a lot of heat people liked it you know i had like tiny short shorts on um safari hat tucked in binoculars like we were talking in australian accents it was it was great so safari tour guide was my favorite ever that i've worn <clears throat> and the you know the costumes were like someone's in one of them but it looks like the things like carrying them or something mm -hmm. like someone yeah. in a penguin the first time i ever saw that costume i was in no way i was like what the how is that fuck? happening yeah so i would say that is probably my favorite uh costume Aww. yeah mm -hmm. it's favorite thing you've ever been i don't know man i feel like i dressed up a lot as a kid Dude, my um, is broken is it yeah i broke my back no the mic fuck this mic <laughs> it's a stand um my i think my most memorable was when i was scream scream nice. dude i was i want to be scream for some reason i don't know mm -hmm. why maybe my mom knows but like i don't know i have the mask on and everything i could still smell it like mm -hmm. can you smell halloween yeah, masks always i know exactly what you're right? talking about it's the most potent smell the, in the game like the fabric material yeah so it's all it's awful right yeah, yeah. Yeah, Halloween's fun as a kid, man. I can't wait till we have kids and like we can dress them up. They'll super mm -hmm. get super thrilled. Tomorrow we're going with our friends and they have a kid and I'm super excited about that. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to be, bro. I know. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a farmer again. I was thinking about, I was going to do a scarecrow. Yeah? With all that hay and shit over there. Oh, perfect. Just like tape it into my sleeves and, and walk around. Like, yeah, flannel cool. and, and overalls and like have it come out of my legs and stuff. Just dress up for Luna. For Luna too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So scream, huh? Fuck, dude. That's a good one. <laughs>
<laughs> um, I don't know. I forget, man. That's all right. I that's need to see right. pictures and then I'll like pick mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, you're fine. No, yeah. Right on cue. Hour in uh, two minutes. That's yeah, pretty we'll good. edit it down to like 50 yeah. something minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got nothing left. I'm, hey. All I can think about is that whole chicken, <laughs> whole roasted chicken, chicken in the house. Not chicken salad. No, man. dude, you're you're not on TikTok. No, so I'm you not. Don't know what I'm no, talking about? I'm not. I'm not. Real TikTokers know. I'm not even a fake it's TikToker. A, it's a chicken salad. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> no. Come on. Cool. We, Peace out. We Happy spent, Halloween. We trick or treat. Spent, oh, this uh, is a Halloween episode. We didn't even carve pumpkins for you guys. No, we didn't even carve pumpkins. We didn't even carve pumpkins in general. We got They're pumpkins. on our porch whole. No. Well, mine is raw. Whole. Yours is broken. <laughs> They're raw on the porch. Yours is. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Goodbye, witches and ghouls. Peace. Goodbye, ghouls and gals. Do something slutty this weekend. Ha, ha, ha.